<laughs> hello, hello everybody. Uh, this is the third episode of the second season of the apple trees. Actually, it happens a little bit. Uh, let's say, like we we should be airing this two weeks ago, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So we we actually plan one interesting uh, topic for our one of our next episodes and we were hoping that we will be able to come up with that and we were not able to so this time we will go over the news and uh, probably a little bit of rumors and something else uh, until we wait uh, until the iOS 16 is released so we will be going for that and hopefully maybe next episode we'll we'll we will uncover our new topic and uh, new Direction activity. for our yeah new activity or like let's, let's uh, yeah hopefully hopefully I'm I'm still not sure we will be able to do that but we'll see um, guys yeah sorry that's all me my <laughs> bike uh, fully so I can do anything except it yeah okay so as we said there will be a couple of updates like basically let's see what's happening in the Apple development world and. Um, I propose we will start with some reports on the market shares, adoption, application usages, and so on. And one of the like big topics, uh, I think that's a kind of big announcement for Apple. I mean, uh, Apple's market share is uh, significantly growing in China, and that's like up to 200 and more than 200 uh, percent year over year. So, uh, like. Apple is kind of big in China now, especially when the overall shipments of the mobile like basically falling. So that's that's really <clears throat> significant change for for Apple, and also that all some kind of a change for the application developers because well now you probably would want to look into China and uh, spend maybe some spend some time on the localization and internationalization and like basically check that your application uh, meets the guidelines for China. And that's actually a big, big topic as itself, because like it's a different culture if you're not living there. You, you need to not, not just <clears throat> translate your applications, but also think about the symbols you use, colors you use, and um, many other aspects of the application yeah, this development. This famous topic of showing uh, stock prices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Impossible. yeah, for for all for those of you who didn't see that, even I believe even WWDC mentions that, right? Um, yeah, um, yeah, probably. So it's like red in China is good, <laughs> and green is less good. So uh, like growing stocks are marked in red in in China. So like you you need to keep in mind that. And again, seeing the big increase of Apple users in China, that means for you developers and for us developers. That we need to um, like keep an eye on that and uh, be more prepared and probably uh, spend some time and efforts on making your app uh, ready for uh, for China. Oh come on! So I know that there everything is in WeChat. So probably <laughs> you need to. So uh, they need iPhones to run WeChat, and that's it. <laughs> and TikTok, yeah, sure. Yeah, TikTok probably. Probably, um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But um, yeah, that, that the WeChat is something like the ecosystem just within the application. But um, I would propose still have some native applications, and um, probably we, we we need to discover that more. I mean, I, 
think we might try to find even some guests who know the China market and how can you like make your app more appealing for, for China. Let's put that to our list and we will probably get into that a little bit um, yeah, later. Okay, um, there are also reports on the app usage and uh, like popular apps uh, this year. And uh, one of the reports says that um, daily uh, users spend something about four hours in the applications on the mobile devices. So it's like not just um, four hours of using the mobile device. I believe that's probably will grow to much higher values. But um, uh, so like four hours a day, typical user spends on the applications. And uh, if you look into most popular applications, they still would be some kind of uh, social networks, um, streaming services and so on. But um, apart from that, there is another another topic. Uh, I'm not sure like how to respond to that, but it seems that users spend less time in games now and download less games. So it's uh, the trend. Um, either they use games on the consoles now, so it's like basically the phones are less interesting in terms of gaming. Probably not so much. Maybe just the gaming... Like you, you, you spend some. I have an opinion on it because it's yeah. I I want to shout because of this. <laughs> so uh, recently, I dig into this casual, easy as gaming world. You download a game when you, where you have to cook pizza, uh, uh, spend money on enlarging your pizzeria, and after two minutes of play, advertisement full screen. Let's wait thirty seconds. Okay, two more minutes, one more. Or you have to pay five uh, euros. Mm, probably not. It's, uh, uh, that's something that I really want. And the only, the only place where all this advertisement put really naturally and gives you some benefit is uh, there is a, a company called Nimblebeat. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, since 2014, I played in their game called um, Pocket Planes. Then I started playing Pocket Trains. <laughs> Recently, I found my save. So I tried to play Pocket Planes since 2013, then 16, then 18, something like this. So, and I had um, my save with about, I don't know, 41st level like this. I found it and I tried to continue. And what they introduced there, introduced some like they're not pushing you to view uh, like they don't open advertisement full screen and say no wait no they say okay do you want 10 bucks in there mm, yeah i want it's very <laughs> useful yeah and also they have um like uh twice a day uh four advertisement you can watch and you receive different either money or either interesting some interesting uh in-game items that you need to play. Yeah, you can uh, get them without this. You can uh, uh, just play, play, and play. But come on, this is this is really good. <laughs> this is like they're not pushing me into this. I really love this idea. Uh, speaking of nimble beats, um, I do remember my. I think that more than a year, like definitely more than a year. I'm, I'm, I can't recall, recall how how many years I spent in the tiny tower. Uh, game. Um, I actually was able to jump off the game because I was able to build 
all the uh, level and like if you don't know about this game just I, I won't spoil you with the description of everything like just try to download and uh, like lose a couple of years of your life to this game <laughs> um, yeah and all their games they are in this beautiful 8-bit uh, yeah. style oh so beautiful they're res not very recently but I believe in the last year before they released game Beat City where you have to build city. Yeah, now it's in 3D, but it's still this 8-bit <laughs> style. Yeah. And speaking of the tiny tower, I was able to just jump off the game because I was able to build all the floors there and uh, there were no new floors. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I cut off. And I, it happened that I was able to jump off the game before the update was released and the update br brought new floors. And therefore, like, yeah, it, it, it was... Uh, it, I was able to like save myself from that, and um, like basically. What did you do before sleep? <laughs> you like I don't know, reading Apple News or what? Uh, by the way, uh, yes and no. Um, I, we will talk about that as well. I'm now reading one book, which is uh, a programming ARM uh, 64-bit assembler, which is uh, kind of good read before you go to sleep, and. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. So that's that. That's um, um, it's interesting to see how the how the guys uh, built the instruction set, which is uh, like you, you pack everything into single instruction, and they still call that the reduced instruction set uh, architecture. So it's like it's a, it's an interesting thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was also playing one. Like sp speaking of games, uh, since we're uh, talking about the games right now, um, I wasn't a game I was playing. I don't know many years, but I was able to stop and like return to that game. Is the Jetpack Joe right? Uh, it's now available as the Apple Arcade game, and yeah, that's also something you will like potentially might spend uh, a lot of your time there. But that's and that's actually interesting. Like why, why people don't. Um, play games now as much maybe there is some kind of like switch to some other games and uh, the report i was talking um it says that the arcade games are growing and all other games are not so like the racing rpg or like puzzle games or whatever and and uh, by the way the one of the biggest uh, like um opposite of growth for the for the games is the racing so that's uh, some, for some reason the racing games are now, now less much less popular than, than they were before not okay, sure why i mean they are in landscape yeah people just don't want to rotate these big phones yeah <laughs> you need to hand, handle them yeah maybe you will need to like just to you, you need some precision there and maybe our yeah. arcade games are now like require little less precision. By the way, is there anything in this report about like comparison? Uh, just play in App Store games, Apple Arcade games? Uh, I believe really? not, but uh, that's the report from Sensor Tower and uh, I believe they did not um, differentiate between games of the um, uh, Apple Arcade or... I'm sure that Apple won't allow anyone to track anything in these games. So yeah. probably they are out of scope here. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people migrated there. Who knows? And, um, well, actually, we, we, we will see. And uh, I don't see that the gaming industry is going away. We don't try to say that. But uh, it also might be that some people spend more time using some applications instead of games. That also could be the case, especially uh, with that report on the four hours uh, um, of your time spent in the application. That potentially could be some, like... <laughs> 
again, um, social networks and like doom scrolling in your feed or f- your choice. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, by the way, like, what's your last report since the last week? Uh, how many hours a day you spent in your phone? Uh, in your actually, yeah. So uh, my report shows the combined usage, and that's probably something about 11 to 12 hours uh, a day because it combines the max. Mac. Yeah, I disabled this. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure, and yeah, it's not that hel- uh, healthy report as well. I mean, there are a lot of time spent um, improperly. Let's put it that way, but. Uh, Hopefully, like, and by the way, it also, since I'm reading the book on on the phone and on the iPad, that's also counts to the screen I'm time. I'm saying that this is like, a, this is, screen time is a bad time, you know? Yeah. It's very useful time, even when you play a game. Uh, but by the way, one thing <laughs> you have to know that the Apple books, they uh, have this kind kind of gamification and your streaks in terms of like, uh, if you finish your reading goal per day yeah, like yeah, basically yeah. they award, award you with some like congratulations you made it but that's uh, uh that's a good thing and by and another good thing which happened uh, to be a part of the iOS 15 you can uh, set up the focus mode the reading focus mode which will disable some kind of notifications which will prevent you from dropping the book while you read it so that's also uh, an interesting thing i i was um and it enables automatically when you launch uh, apple books or you can like set up other um reading applications which you use so potentially give that a try as well yeah okay back to games so it's really interesting because i think that a lot of people use apple one subscription uh, yeah. first thing and the second thing that in apple arcade there are really quality games so they're curated by apple and some of them develop especially for apple arcade and this is a sign of quality because uh, in, i know in past years in, i know 10 years ago mostly every game in app store was a masterpiece because yeah. People spent a lot of time, efforts, and money to make these games. And yeah, there were like a paid games. Okay, that's fine. I'm ready to pay for good content, but I don't ready to pay for, I don't know, just time killers. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, let's move on. We have a couple more topics to discuss today. Um, I do remember something about the USB-C, right? Oh, Can yeah. You? Can yeah. you share so something you're, you're... on this? <laughs> uh, in California, don't uh, feel this pain, but yeah, here in Europe, we suffer soon. So, uh, uh, European Union declared that uh, since, I don't know, I forgot the year. So, uh, since some year, <laughs> uh, we have to use, like, not we, but phone manufacturers uh, have to add USB-C port, like a charging port, to their phones. And this is this is very well, oh, since 2000, uh, 2024. Okay. Very soon, soon. Two years from now. Apple, it's time. Hmm. But, and, uh, like, I believe their main intention, probably they declared this somewhere, but I missed. So their main intention to reduce the number of, uh, like, electronic waste where people, when people just buy a phone, uh, buy a new charger, or give the, receive the charger as part of their package, they throw away their old charger. Mm, but I don't know. There, there, there are two really uh, big concerns for me. First one, 
where should I put all my lightning cables? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there will be a lot have... of waste. Yeah, yeah, a lot of waste because since introducing uh, lightning, it was a bit about 2013, I believe, with iPhone 5. So mostly 10 years of fast-growing uh, phones. Numbers are really big. Uh, number of uh, connectors, chargers, yeah. like very, very big. Where should we put all this stuff? Come on, you. I'm not sure that this works. Okay, yeah, Apple can sell us a small, uh, small adapter from Lightning to USB-C. Thanks, Apple, for uh, 90.99. <laughs> uh, so thanks that Euro costs mostly the same as a dollar now. So it's not so offensive. Uh, and uh, so. Well, okay, we, we, can, we can handle that. The question is like, so it's for me, it's a little bit tricky that uh, some government or just group of government try to dictate how to make tech stuff. Because now they say that we should use USB-C. What will happen in 10 years? Where's yeah. our USB-D or other standard that will be more comfortable? And uh, this, is, this is strange. Yeah, maybe they will... Uh, uh, evaluate all this stuff mm. later, I don't know, in seven, eight years to check what is popular now and say, now it's time to change this. Okay, now let's throw <laughs> all this stuff. This is the last uh, change. I don't know, this stretch. Yeah, we, 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 we will see how, how that plays out because um, when Apple decided to reduce waste by removing the chargers, there were a lot of uh, pushback on that. I mean, uh, there were a lot of People saying that no, there will be a lot of more waste because you will have to buy charger and you will like instead of electronic waste, you will have like just regular waste because of the like packaging for the charger and for, for so on. And again, I'm not sure. It's yeah. uh, environmentally friendly. So. Yeah. And by, by the way, they re removed uh, plastic packaging on uh, some of their products. I believe not all of them, but a lot of them now use uh, paper instead of plastic yeah. to wrap up the package itself. And uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, all all these regulations, and specifically when when the when, you, when the manufacturers are told to use specific port or specific connection or specific something, I still think that will um, limit their abilities to innovate. That's my. my I mean, I I don't I don't say that Apple is innovating by using Lightning, but uh, the. But this restriction was real innovation back in 2013. Back then, yeah. You were able to plug it uh, either side, and that was yeah, significant yeah. change in, <laughs> in how, how and, things worked. <laughs> and, okay, now USB-C do the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is good. But back in 2013, I believe all other phones used mi micro USB. Mini, micro, mini, yeah. mini USB. Yeah. And this is not so good. Exactly, exactly. So it's... um. Uh, that, that that's uh, that's a significant Hollywood topic. Specifically, if you talk about some uh, guys who, uh, who do something in regards to the envi environment, and they might consider this as a good thing, some might consider it as a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, let's see how it plays out, and uh, hopefully, it will uh, like there will be a good resolution to that. And hopefully, yeah. By the way, I can say that not always uh, you. Uh, pushes us to do some strange stuff. So all this GDPR stuff now while I'm living in Europe, it's it's a good stuff actually. So now I really can request all the data that the company has. 
I can delete my account and I'm not sure that they really delete it, but at least I know that if someone tried to uh, uncover this, they will sue. And this is also <laughs> I like when they sue, they cover. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and yeah the. We won't cover today any uh, lawsuits in regards to Apple versus Epic and the hearings for the appellation, I believe that for the appeal, they will happen in uh, October, I think, some, some, like, some, in some distant future, uh, not, not today. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I have one more topic to discuss now. We have a couple of more, but, uh, um, it's actually like closing to the end, but Apple uh, announced another series of the tech talks recently. And those were again uh, targeted to the App Store practices, basically your um, App Store optimizations, your ability to properly use in-app events, in-app purchases, and uh, the, uh, the that basically called meet um, App Store experts. So you basically were able to communicate with um, Apple developers, uh, um, let's play, let's put it App Store team uh, of Apple and uh, ask them questions and uh, like get, get answers to your specific uh, uh, questions. So um, the, this was actually uh, announced some time ago and you uh, probably might already visited some of those and uh, attended if you want to. But uh, there are still sessions out there. So like if you, if you want to uh, join any of those and uh, look for marketing your applications using in-app purchases. Uh, I don't know, even like uh, some test flight usages. Uh, the sessions are till the end of August, so you still have time. Just uh, register for those uh, and um, like ask your questions. And that's that's actually a good thing. And recent tech, tech talks Apple hosted, uh, they were really useful in terms of being able to ask specific questions to Apple and get well, in sometimes you will get definite answer. Sometimes you will get answer uh, in in a way like, yeah, that's a problem. You at least now you will have to live with that, and well, at least you will have some resolutions for yourself. Like you will probably know that it's not you doing something bad, but rather like Apple uh, sees that that's a missing functionality or something like that. So well, you know that you need to switch to Kotlin and Android development, and iOS is not. It's also fine. That's also an option. Yes, let's put it that way. Um, because Android is an open source operation system, uh, so, uh, so you can influence on how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can try to do that. I mean, another another good uh, topic to discuss: how much of the open source is in, is Android, and how how much of influence you could have there. Um, and by the way, the Swift language itself is also open source, and like you might say that you can influence that. And again, in some way you probably can. We see some of the um, proposals are getting, at least they're getting some attention then they are discussed. And um, so that's, I, I wouldn't say you, you can't do anything, but we also saw that the core team, which is basically run by Apple, uh, have much more uh, say in the decision. So it's, um, it's still their language. <laughs> they, are, they are architects of this language, it's fine, yeah. but I saw that there are a lot of interns, not core team, but development team, a lot of girls, you know, so, yeah. uh, and I'm really fascinated how many people are involved into this, and I'm really sad that I cannot <laughs> be involved, I want to be involved, but I just 
don't have time and ideas how to make it better because it's somewhat perfect sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, speaking of Swift, uh, recently Swift announced the documentation workgroup, another effort to, uh, like, open for contribution, by the way. So this effort basically is targeted to making more like most making documentation for Swift uh, more readable, more accessible, more uh, covering more topics. And uh, uh, sometimes that, that might be a good way to work on Swift if even if you don't have the compiler development skills on your portfolio. So that's, uh, and like, yeah, you will need some free, free time on, the, on this. So if you want to, you potentially can join that particular uh, efforts and you might see some smaller, simpler tasks which you can take and work towards making Swift a better language uh, by providing more documentation or like improving documentation for uh, for Swift. That's um, uh, that. And interestingly, like uh, you might think that this is not uh, like the the part of which uh, development should be focused on. Like you need to build the language, you need to build the compiler. But like even the, the diversity groups which uh, focus on the like non-development topics or like uh, other other initiatives by the Swift group, they are all uh, making the community better and making the like the work on Swift a little bit easier for everybody. That's that's something I, I like to see and um, the documentation work group probably will help not just the developers by providing the documentation, but rather uh, invite more people working on Swift and maybe more opinions and maybe more um, um, like again, d diverse opinions on how, how Swift should be. And um, we'll see how how these efforts will uh, play out in the, in the long run. We'll see. Do you know why I kept silence while your yeah. speech? Because I checked your GitHub to check how many documentation you write. Uh, your almost zero. Project. <laughs> no, yeah, not so bad actually. So you have some documentation and stuff up. So it's, uh, I, yes. I tried to find any open source framework on you. Um, um, I have I have something. I mean, there are, but uh, they uh, they are quite simple. I mean, the, the, there is one tool uh, which will like <laughs> focuses on one specific thing, like uh, which uh, the approach is called the uh, fake it till you make it. So the idea is that you can take the Figma component and put that as a view in your application. Mm -hmm. I have something like that, and that basically you can build an application from Figma screens, and then you can replace the Figma screen with actual views, and uh, um, that might potentially help you uh, win some of the investors money <laughs> not bad, not bad. yeah and there is also there is there is a readme there i i trust i mean like trust me there is something there but that that's actually uh it's so far yeah 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 i have two things on stack first one is like uh the most recent one because it's stack uh and i mostly lost <laughs> never mind <laughs> the most recent <laughs> okay uh the least recent that uh i'm asking because I feel bad myself because of my open source, uh, okay, let's call it packages. One of my favorite ones that I really like is uh, Lexorank because uh, this is the stuff that implements uh, data structure, which uh, Atlassian uses in Jira to implement ranking of uh, issues. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you don't need to update order of all items in the list to make it sortable. If you change two items or moved one item into the beginning, you need to change the uh, some property of this only item. And what they propose, they propose to use letters 
instead of uh, numbers uh, to, to make ordering. And when you need to put something between A and B, you create A, H, because when right. you sort it uh, alphabetically, with any sorting actually, you should. so uh, uh, it will sort A, A, H, B. Yeah, and then B, and right. So yeah, and this is so beautiful. I really love this algorithm and I try to use it in my project. It works because you update one property, then you, if you need to request something, you just re-request this without any issues. Yeah. So I need to add some documentation. No one's going to use this, but still, I like it. <laughs> Publish some project related to this uh, later next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Next. Okay, um, let's, uh, since we're all waiting for the release, we need to talk about the beta version. <laughs> and uh, there are a couple of beta Have versions. Uh, I, I installed the Xcode and uh, took to uh, try to build one of my uh, projects, which I hopefully again release this year, the stuff application. We will talk about that. We will talk later. Uh, and it builds with the new uh, Xcode beta, so that's a good thing. Uh, but it produces so much warnings in regards to the uh, structured concurrency. So it's like you have to basically think about everything uh, once sendable, more. Sendable, 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 yes, sendable. Ev everything should be sendable and uh, everything is not sendable while you really hope it will be. So what was, what was new in the beta versions? Um, first of all, live activities are now in. So um, I'm not sure that... I, I, as far as I remember, Apple said that the first release of iOS 16 will not include the live activities, but you can uh, play with that in the beta right now. So it's a um, slightly different way of using push notifications, um, specifically for the activities that happen now, like, you know, sport game or your uh, Uber delivering you something or your car getting to you or something like that. A lot of friends coming to me now by plane, so I want to add uh, I don't know, flight radar to yeah. there. Yeah. Flight so... radar team, please, stop <laughs> doing this. Right, so the, the, this is something you can play with, and the SDK is also there, so uh, you you already can uh, try try these things. It's I, I wouldn't say it's like really simple in the way how you can build it. There are a couple of uh, things you need to take care of, and, uh, um, but... I, I, on the other hand, I wouldn't say this is too complicated to avoid it. So it's, this is something you can take a look. And if you already do something with push notifications, it's not really much different from that. So it's now in and uh, the, even in the beta 6, which is, I believe, the current beta version by the time this episode airs, um, it's still usable. You can still uh, work on that and you can try that. But um, again, as far as I remember, you will not be able to use that on the iOS 16 release date. So like you'll probably need to try and uh, wait until some... Yeah, just a piece of advice. Please don't install iOS 16.0. Yes. Never. Wait, 16.1. Yeah, that's that advice I might skip. I mean, I will probably do that, but yeah, um, but, yeah, but we are we are experienced guys, so we know yeah. how to suffer from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, another thing which is new in the iOS 16 beta versions, it's the most uh, like the developers probably can skip that, but uh, users will definitely have to talk about that, is the percentage display for the battery level. You can put it back on your iPhones with the notch and uh, 
the the biggest problem there if you enable that it basically doesn't show the indication uh, which is like filling the um, the battery itself so it just shows the percentage inside the battery which is kind of weird and uh, some developers also posted the uh, Twitter like the their projects on Twitter like saying that you can still can do that showing the feeling the the battery and still have displayed the percentage inside yeah. not sure why Apple decided not to do that and they potentially might I mean in in the like put that not sure uh, they still uh, haven't uh, redesigned uh, settings app on yeah. Ventura, so I'm not sure that they are listening to us. <laughs> Right, and the settings apps on the iOS uh, Ventura also has a lot of posts on the Twitter, like if you press the up button and uh, keep it pressed, something weird happens on the screen, like basically that's not a good example of the Swift UI in your applications, um, but again, hopefully yeah, Apple... wrote a long thread about this with, come on Apple, you're trying to sell us this beautiful, cool technology with a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, and it like hopefully again, hopefully Apple will get some attention on the macOS because currently they are basically uh, taking stuff from the uh, iOS and iPadOS and like bringing it to the macOS. And sometimes like some things broke uh, break by by during this process, and some are like basically missing or something. Like you, the macOS was something like piece of art initially, and you need to bring that back, that, that feeling that this is really the the best operating system for the desktops or laptops out there so hopefully they will yeah one more thing which is in the new beta and that's developers probably will definitely like is the screenshotting tool so when you now take a screenshot there is an option uh when you tap the done button which is copy and delete so you take a screenshot, copy that to the pasteboard, and delete it from uh, like appearing in your camera roll. Finally, I mean, you, you most of us doing did that in the way like you take screenshot, open the share, copy, then play, press done, and then delete. So like you can now skip a lot of these steps and make the same thing happening and share your screenshot to whatever app you want. So yeah, the, the developers definitely would like, and maybe some uh, QA engineers and uh, some other guys who are responsible for like uh, pointing out some weirdness in the applications. Yeah, that that's a good uh, good thing to see. But you, why you, why you keep silence about the most significant feature in beta four? Uh, Sixteen adds new wallpapers for the Chrome <laughs> app. I heard yeah. about one operation system which uh, did this before. <laughs> yes, yeah. The new 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 wallpapers is something we all definitely need. That's the, probably the big, the most important thing we need. Do you use uh, Chrome <laughs> app? Oh yeah, I, I actually oh, use the Chrome app. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> I recently, um, I'm not just using the Home app, but also I'm using the CarPlay integration with Home specifically to open the garage door when you come to your home. So this is a really great thing to do. That's um, And um, it works seamlessly. I mean, that, that the, this particular thing is something which is like, really useful. Yes, you, you potentially can have the uh, radio remote on your car or like integrated to the um, to the mirror, like smart mirrors, but it's still nice to tap on your infotainment system uh, and the, the button to open the garage door appears 
when you come near your home. So it's like it doesn't show up all the time. It appears when it's needed. So this is these things you would definitely like with that. Sad that I cannot my heart is such that my ears Yeah. Well, hopefully again, most car, more more car will support CarPlay, and uh, because I'm like one of the bad things about, for example, Tesla, they do not support that, and you have to, there are some hacks to enable that, but it's still really hack, and you probably wouldn't wouldn't want to do that. And um, again, like CarPlay is something which is definitely useful uh, if you have a lot of other uh, Apple products in your life. So that's take a, take a, take a look on that. Do you use um, Waze on CarPlay? Um, I, I use mostly the standard app. So I use music. I use uh, sometimes podcast. I use maps. By the way, Apple Maps here are actually working. So, <laughs> and they um, another thing, they are really nice. Um, if you drive uh, somewhere where there are like some notable buildings, uh, Apple Maps will even display them properly on the map and uh, like uh, style them accordingly. And that, that's kind of really nice to see these the small touches there. So it seems that Apple has attention to the details in some way, some way. So they had a lot of problems with maps initially, but now they put a lot of focus on that. And when you use maps now here, you enjoy using this. So it's a, you might want more details on the businesses, I would say sometimes. And uh, sometimes you want some updates to happen faster. Oh, yeah. But uh, apart from that, maps work perfectly. So the navigation, the um, uh, voice guidance there, the uh, a lot of other stuff is just perfect here. I mean, um, I, I enjoy using Apple Maps here, honestly, like without even saying that it's uh, I have to <laughs> use Maps. Uh, I hope I'm not so green now, <laughs> uh, because of envy. <laughs> yeah, well, Europe is also getting new uh, updated maps in some countries. So like country by country, some they countries. add yeah, some, some of them, not, not all of them. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. I would like to, like, we, we won't cover everything, but I would like to cover one more thing uh, today is the Apple Pay updates. And there are two topics to discuss. And I would start with less uh, uh, big updates. So the Apple Pay comes to Malaysia. Malaysia. Um, like, again, that probably means that your if you do some retail applications or, like, you handle money and your market includes Malaysia, my market, your, uh, you potentially need to invest in uh, adding support for Apple Pay there. So it's a... Uh, um, Not the application, but the website. And the websites as well. And speaking of the websites, <laughs> uh, iOS 16 brings Apple Pay to third-party browsers. And this is a big thing. And These two other browsers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the problem here is that... Uh, well, that probably wouldn't happen if one of the lawsuits happening. So it definitely happens uh, due to some investigations of their uh, anti-competitive uh, behaviors. So probably this is something related to that. But uh, if you're using other browsers on the uh, iOS, uh, starting with the iOS 16, these browsers will support Apple Pay. And that in turn makes support of Apple Pay on your websites more important so you will have more users and honestly um, my experience with um, apple pay and all other payment methods like that's <laughs> like you, you cannot express how much it's easier to do stuff with apple pay even if you use some kind of like 
PayPal or other applications which handle payments, there's still a lot of steps you have to perform and uh, it's just not that easy. And um, again, one more thing, you probably don't want to expose your purchases to uh, PayPal for some reasons. Like you, you don't want to uh, PayPal to be aggregating all your payments, like basically your uh, shopping uh, trends and so on, because like the retailer already tracks you and you cannot do anything about that. But there is another now the payment company which will track your uh, spendings and like your uh, purchasing habits. That's like probably too much. And uh, Apple Pay is much easier. So uh, support Apple Pay on the web, support Apple Pay on the uh, application level. There are a lot more countries now uh, supporting the Apple Pay payments. And um, that's really easy, easy way for the users. Like Definitely. And don't forget to wear foil uh, hat, just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's also true. I mean, uh, even if you don't think about this, uh, like tracking or not tracking, it's still easier. I mean, just admit it. It's it's really simple to use the Apple Pay and uh, it's uh, much uh, better than to have another account uh, happening somewhere else where you need to remember your password or like whatever. So, and... Uh, one more thing happening with the Apple Pay, like in the iOS 16 sometime into the future, they will add the Apple Pay order tracking, which probably will not be supported much. <laughs> Especially like if we look into biggest uh, retailer in US, the Amazon, they even don't support the Apple Pay. So like there will definitely no be, that there won't be any order tracking with um, Apple Pay. But hopefully, yes, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably if something like that if, happens. If, if extract, if, if, if split Amazon to two pieces, Amazon <laughs> and AWS now, it's affordable. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's something, at least that could be discussed. But um, by that time, all the regulations uh, and the, um, like the governments will definitely block that something, yeah. this from happening. And um, yeah. Okay. That's... Uh, Probably we we won't be talking rumors then. Probably, I mean, again, we are okay. no, uh, no, no rumors, but I have topic that we didn't have in our list, but I just remembered it. Yeah, uh, let's do that. About third party browser. So Mozilla, uh, yesterday or two days ago, they posted a, a review of uh, cycle tracking apps and how they treat privacy. Come on, it's it's, it's possible. So. Uh, I really, I, I read about a couple of popular apps. I read about one app that uh, we don't use, we, we didn't use this particular app, but we used uh, the app from the same uh, developer. Uh, and, oh, this is, this is harsh because we share, like, when we use, yeah, we, we, we need to remember the very, very simple thing. If we don't pay someone for service, we are the like we good that they are selling. They selling our data, our behavior, and one of apps uh, set, like notify like sent uh, analytics to Facebook when uh, like a period starts. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing that could happen. This is this is this is not something that will ruin your life because someone will know and do something with this. But hmm. This is very sensitive information. I'm not sure that... Especially now. I mean, 
especially now in US, let's put it that way. So there, there is a um, recent the Supreme Court decision to overturn one of the uh, previous decisions on the Roe versus Wade. That basically means that states can uh, make uh, abortions a uh, criminal offense and uh, if the application reports something like that, some, some information which uh, corresponds to like your reproductive health to authorities or authorities may be able to extract that information easily, the person might get uh, jailed or like, I don't know, like the prosecutor or whatever. So it's a, um, that's, that's a bit ter- terrifying. And again, even like if we put that aside, sharing that information with the Facebook and their uh, like building the <laughs> profile on you, that's not something you would like to share. I mean, I definitely don't, you w- wouldn't want to like get the company that that, uh, that big using that data to target the applic- uh, you know, advertisement to you or something like that. So this is this this is terrifying, and probably that's a moment when you potentially would want to use standard uh, iOS features if you use Apple platform because they it's still they don't provide so my so many AI stuff. Yes, that's true. And um, hopefully, I mean, like, look for the applications which don't uh, send data outside of your devices. Hopefully, there are some apps like that. And uh, um, at least you would want to read privacy policy on these kind of applications. I mean, this is something... I'm, yes, they, they, they write it in a way that you, like, stop reading after first sentence. But you probably would want to see how your medical data will be used and where it will be reported, how it will be collected, and uh, everything like that. Because it's a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big kudos to Mozilla who just tried to analyze this. And uh, I don't know. I believe two months ago uh, there were there were uh, the same report from other company. I will try to find this link and we can put it in show notes, which discussed the same question. So right. That, uh, cycle tracking applications, report data, report data, and uh, and they analyze all these stuff. They analyze all their privacy policies and explain it to you in a very easy way. Uh, so even when you know in privacy policy, the company say that yeah, we they I uh, we make information uh, anonymized and so on, like. They call it like the identifiable, something like this. So this doesn't mean that you cannot do this because we are we are living in a world of big data, Facebook, yes. Instagram, other stuff. They can find you. Right, exactly. So as a users, uh, try to, uh, I don't know, like focus on the applications which treat your data privately. And uh, like if it's a paid up, consider paying and... Uh, like maybe that will help the developers to see that actually the users are ready to pay for the privacy here, at least in at this particular topic. I mean, and hopefully in other topics as well. So um, my my personal thing that the privacy is um, is something which can differentiate your application from others, and you need to advertise that if you do that privately. That's uh, that's a big thing, and users should also respond to that by. Uh, understanding what that the privacy is uh, not just some fancy thing and you can like who cares about my data now now a lot of companies care about your data and sometimes that like might significantly affect your life so like just pay attention to that i think this was the last part for today i think yes for today and um 
hopefully we will get back in two weeks. Uh, could not promise it right now, but we will definitely try to do that. And uh, we might have something more interesting there. Like just keep an eye on our Twitter or uh, other uh, resources and uh, see you soon. See you guys.